Do we all have a third eye inside our head for viewing the paranormal dimension? Yep. Do babies really come from storks or are they from somewhere more weird and gross? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life. Hey! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. It is Tuesday once again. You're back with your favorite paranormal investigators in the whole wide world. My name is Kate Greer. This guy's name is Rory Powers. How you doing, Rory? I'm doing pretty goddamn good. Um, I'm amped up on the paranormal life, uh, the most noble profession that you can chase, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to investigate some goddamn ghouls and goblins. I did see you rail a couple lines of some undisclosed substance right yeah. before we hit record. Yeah. Nose is bleeding a little bit. Well, we'll just keep trucking. A little bit. It's, it's all part just get of right it. into yeah, it. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm seeing ghosts. <laughs> so if we could get to the fucking chase. Okay. This is the podcast where every week we dissect a different paranormal case, tale, claim, and we investigate it and get to the bottom of whether it is real or whether it is false. So, you know, sometimes we take big cases throughout history. Sometimes we take listener submissions fresh off the paranormal griddle. Right. Well, today I've got a relatively recent case. One of the most puzzling cases in medical history. Hmm. Whether it is paranormal or not is... Quite frankly, up to the uh, two professional investigators right here in this podcast. Well said. I say we just jump right in. I mean, you've neglected to mention that we are both wearing sunglasses. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) we thought this would be a cool change to the show if we both wore sunglasses. (laughs) We're trialing both wearing sunglasses for the duration of the podcast beginning to end i mean you've immediately pointed out you can't read your laptop anymore i had to put this the brightness on my screen up full and it's still not enough i'm actually wearing blackout shades so i don't even know if you're still in the room or if this is a facetime it's february 19th 1994 just after 8 p.m paramedics bust through the doors of riverside california general hospital with a patient in a wheelchair the staff at the hospital look at the list of symptoms drifting in and out of consciousness rapid breaths plummeting blood pressure jesus this should have been a description of an old person but instead they see a young woman 31 in a t-shirt and shorts jesus They get her on a bed and start forcing air into her lungs to regulate her breathing. Inject her with a range of drugs to sedate her and bring down her heart rate. I mean, presumably one drug would do that. (laughs) You wouldn't want a range, (laughs) right? (laughs) Listen, these doctors... We all know what drug takes the edge off. Listen, listen to me. If you're dying, the doctors are going to want to pump you full of all sorts of you know big pharma medications right oh, yeah you know anti-cancer drugs right off the checks oh, boom boom there's another one there's antibiotics bullshit yeah you best hope you die on that operating table That's what I'm before saying. you live to see the goddamn bill oh <laughs> what you want what ideally your doctor busts through that door ghetto blaster on shoulder dread swinging rasta hat flowing in the breeze (laughs) and hands you a couple J's the only drugs you need on the house because if it's a if it's a damn American doctor the only drug I want from him is arsenic yeah to end it I don't have to pay the big pharma are you kidding me are you kidding me whenever I go to the GP with a cold which is daily (laughs) you've been doing that daily You think being cold is a cold. Yeah, I do. I do. Make you cocoa. I really do. (laughs) And then you leave. I disagree with him a lot. 
about this. I really feel a cold coming on, Doc. I really do. I re- <laughs> and he says, it's August. It's legit 25 degrees centigrade outside. You're wearing shorts, so I don't know what you're talking about. And I say, Coco, Papa. <laughs> I need Coco. I'm not your father. <laughs> to get at her... <laughs> Sorry. We <laughs> Sorry. Something so we got a woman. We got a young woman in the hospital. A young woman in the hospital. Just busted through into A&E. Okay. To, get, to get at her heart, they took off her shirt, but her skin had a weird residue on it. She smelled oddly of garlic. Okay. They, they just think she's... Listen, she's been eating garlic bread. She's been at the Pizza Hut. She's, she's got some garlic bread. Maybe some garlic pizza. Maybe the garlic dip, if we're going really crazy so with it. So garlic bread with garlic dip? Or that's the, the Two for Tuesdays special. I don't think that's what Two for Tuesdays means. What? It's pizza. You get two. I you get was, two pizzas. You get double the garlic. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not for double the, the garlic. For is that thr- why you smell this the way? Price, yeah. Okay, that explains so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Twice the garlic for thrice the price. <laughs> That's more expensive, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they figured she'd just eaten something garlicky, so they didn't pay much attention to this. But they couldn't help but notice her skin also had a moist, oily sheen as they tried to attach electrodes to her to defibrillate her heart. You know, whenever you eat, like, something oily, you're eating garlic no. bread with garlic sauce. How do you, you eat pizza, I, sir? Rub it on my chest. Good God. Because if you've got a cold, the best thing for a cold is hot garlic. But you're supposed to eat it, not just rub it on your skin. Why would I do that? Eat the... Why would you eat food? Are you kidding me? So, yeah, her skin was covered in a weird oily sheen. That is weird. They pulled out her arm to insert a syringe for a catheter. Blood filled the syringe slowly, and one doctor thought something was odd. There was another smell, but not garlic this time. This time it was like a harsh chemical smell. She leaned in slowly towards the needle to work out if this was her blood or the instruments themselves. She passed it to her colleague. What do you think of this? They nodded, said it smells like chemotherapy. Not only that, but as she leaned into the syringe, she could swear there was something floating in the blood, but there couldn't be. Then someone yelled, Catch her! One of the doctors collapsed but was caught before they hit the ground. Jesus. What the? They were completely limp but had just enough life to say, My face is burning. Gosh. They got her on a stretcher as fast as they could and into a care unit. Another nurse in the room said that she felt ill. Well, because of what had happened or... Well, okay, just go take a seat in the hall. We'll, we'll be fine here. But just as another member of staff followed her to see if she was okay... She collapsed onto the floor. It was like there was a chain reaction. Another member of staff collapsed as the first went into shock. She was starting and stopping breathing repeatedly. The hospital ordered an evacuation of everyone but the essential staff to try and keep the woman alive. They ran outside as more and more of them were starting to feel sick. What was happening? The woman, Ramirez, as she was known, was battling for her life. No matter what they did, they just couldn't keep her blood pressure up. Her heart was getting weaker and weaker as they used shock after shock and staff standing around her using any drug they could to stabilize her. But it wasn't enough and she was pronounced dead around 9 o'clock. But the night was just beginning. Staff in the car park didn't just feel sick, their skin was burning. What? They were writhing around, screaming and retching like they were trying to throw up. And those who weren't affected assumed there was some kind of gas or chemical causing it, so the affected were stripped onto their underwear in case it was on their clothes. Alright, that's my kind of party. (laughs) 
What, what the chemical burning? No, the underwear part. Okay. Actually, it's just kind of weird that you you know that you associated this with like having fun or something. I heard no pants dance, and I got excited. No one me. said no pants dance. Sue me. So. <laughs> I heard sex party in the car park, what? and I got excited. No, so. no this is a hospital of really sick people, actually. Right, really sexy people. I think you're just hearing what you want to hear. Huh? Yeah, I am cool. So, <laughs> how have I anyway, noticed? What were we this? talking about? Baseball or something? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to This Baseball Life. <laughs> you think it's a completely different podcast? Sorry, it's right now for a minute. Uh, what is this, Monopoly? <laughs> so now you don't know what a podcast Now you don't know what a podcast is? I feel like you don't even know what you like at this point. <laughs> I like this. I like this now. And this is birthday? Are you? <laughs> Where'd you put the D&D dice? <laughs> Roy, you need to stop. Rolling a six for dexterity. <laughs> Sunglasses on, nighttime outside. I love summer. <laughs> We need to investigate you. <laughs> so people are freaking out. People are freaking out. Bearing in mind, the people I'm talking about who are screaming, writhing, retching, naked in right. this car park are the staff. This is no joke in mind. There is patients in the car park who are like, bro, I need my bloods taken. And the doctors are freaking out over here. If the doctors are freaking out, that's a bad sign. I know last week we talked about how bad it is to have a witch doctor for a doctor. Right. What if your doctor is in his boxers <laughs> screaming and throwing up in a car park and you're watching this from the third floor of your your intensive care unit and you're pressing the little buzzer. You can see it lighting up in his attention. pocket and he's just grabbing his face. <laughs> like, I feel like he's in pain, but I don't want to know what to do about it. Isn't that a thing, though? Like, uh, you know, the, the doctors are supposed to remain calm regardless of the situations. So mm -hmm. someone comes in and, and, you know, they're going through something really horrible. They're not going to make it. And the doctor will be like, all right, we just checked out. I'm going to go have a uh, little word with the nurses. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the doctor leaves, like, shuts the door quietly and then turns. It's like, he's <laughs> he is gone. It's like a, it's a, I think that's like a professional thing to be cool. But this is so, you're saying this is so intense that they're breaking protocol. More Doc than Pro. a little, they are, they are breaking protocol. I mean, is it too much to say they should all be fired? Honestly, at this point, I think they should just be able to man up. Honestly. <laughs> if, like the head of the hospital just showed up at that time and was like, I'm letting you all go. You've, sh you've <laughs> showed your hands. You're weak. Six people running around throwing <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> bleeding out their tear ducts. I just feel like you guys aren't even trying at this point. I feel like you've really phoned it in. Let Dr. Murphy, die. playing dead will get you nowhere. <laughs> Dr. Murphy? <laughs> Thankfully, all of these staff survived, but some ended up being hospitalized for weeks, suffering from myriad health problems. In one case, someone's bones were actually starved of blood, causing the tissue to die off. Bones need blood? Apparently. I thought they just were. Yeah, like, they're like rocks. Yeah, they just are us. They just are there. Well, so if I were to, like... Sorry <laughs> for interrupting, but if, just hypothetically, if I were to drink more blood, I would be, you're saying I'd become stronger? Uh, so you said drink more blood. Do you drink any blood? A little. Right. A li just the regular amount. <laughs> Which is? A tablespoon. An hour. Every hour. Holy... <laughs> That's what's on your desk yeah. right now. You, you have, I assume that was like a decanter for wine. No. But that's actually... Wet. No, I have, a couple, Where, I have a couple bottles up here. Where's actually. it from? These ones? Uh-huh. My own body. <laughs> There's multiple. A couple, a couple bottles here of the old blood. Wow. You're, so 
yeah, I did. I didn't want to ask, but your your legs are very withered. Yeah, yeah. Can you walk anymore? No, not currently. But I, not I think currently. if I drink a bit more of my own blood, okay. I'll get the strength. Do you think you're gonna get more strength hmm? by drinking your own blood? Yeah, like, by draining yourself and then drinking it back. Yeah, growing stronger, like you said. Didn't you say something about bones? So it's not. You haven't even got the vampiric thing of like you think you can. Um, you need strength from other beings. You just think you can do it with yourself. Other beings actually make me pretty weak. Uh, I've actually been beaten up a couple times by these other beings you speak of. Uh, yeah. You ever heard of recycling? Yes. That's what I'm doing. That's not what recycling yeah. is. So you Red know planet, I, you know baby. I, you watched like the first five <laughs> seconds of Al Gore's TED Talk. I think I know what I have to do. <laughs> you handsome vampiric bastard. I'm going to follow in your footsteps. And save this planet. <laughs> My carbon footprint is invisible because I have tiny little <laughs> skeleton feet. <laughs> well, when the investigators heard of these symptoms, they had a good idea of the kind of chemicals would be involved. There, you know, there's organic gases and compounds out there that can make you drown in your own blood. Ever heard of chemical warfare? Turns out some gases are actually pretty bad. Mustard gas. Yeah, mustard yeah. gas. Sounds delicious, but no, no, no. No, 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 no. You, you think you would season a nice steak, a nice filet mignon yeah. with some mustard gas and salt gas <laughs> yeah. and pepper gas. But it turns out pepper spray and mustard gas <laughs> are actually pretty... Are not welcome in restaurants. Not the fine dining establishments I like to frequent. As I found out. Yes. When they showed up in hazmat suits to check out the damage, they just couldn't find any traces in the hospital room of these chemicals. Certainly not in the volumes required to wreak that much havoc. Okay, okay. But this didn't mean the room was safe. You know, Ramirez's body was... Booby traps. <laughs> Is that what you're implying? What? Like a f***ing... You said there weren't toxic levels, but the room isn't safe. Right. So booby traps. Why? Like spikes and shit. So some in like you think it's like an Indiana Jones temple. Well, you said I told the room you this wasn't was safe. California Riverside. If I'm hospital. wrong, say I'm wrong and we'll move <laughs> You're on. Unbelievably okay. wrong. Fine. I mean, you mentioned booby traps. The place was not booby trapped. But, you know, the place did have some kind of Tutankhamun curse vibes because the thing is, if you don't know what's caused this damage, that's kind of even scarier because yeah. these guys are going in there. They don't know if this is some sort of rare pathogen, some parasitic flesh-eating disease. They actually had to recover Ramirez's body using a sealed aluminium crate. That's oh. how seriously they took this. You know, they were hazmat suited up. Yeah. And of course... By this point, the story was news all over the country, but none of this attention brought the researchers any closer to the truth. They started enlisting the help of experts from all different disciplines. Disciplines <clears throat> like karate, jujitsu, <laughs> to kick and punch the body as hard as they could, but they found nothing. The A lot of them actually got pretty burned. They brought in Hoist Gracie, <laughs> legendary jujitsu master, to armbar the nerd doctors into telling them the truth. <laughs> Many broken arms later, they were no closer. Till Irish legend Conor McGregor stepped up to the plate. Tell me the fucking antidote. <laughs> Tell me it. I'm the king of the hospital. There is no antidote. What are you talking about? You're just confused and angry. Taking elbows to the face on the ground. Oh, pow! Shit! Say I'm the king of the hospital. Say it. Punch him in the face. Why did we Who get him to you? help? Who hired you? 
This was a terrible idea. Yeah, they actually brought in one lab that were like there. There's some there's some high level labs that you know would have done work on chemical weapons back in the Dizay. So they、right. have these kind of people, and they determined that while Ramirez didn't have any deadly neurotoxin substances in her at the time of death, she did have a cocktail of pharmaceutical narcotics. Such as anti-nausea medications, codeine, Tylenol—you name it, she had it. Wasn't that everything they just pumped into her? <laughs> that was a really worrying look you just gave me there. You hadn't thought of that before. They were putting in—I don't know the names of these things because I guess I didn't research them. <laughs> they were—they were giving her drugs to like stabilize her heartbeat,、um, right? Stabilize her breathing, things like that. Not like painkillers, like、okay. she had in her. Basically, the coroner had nothing to go on at this point, and. Officially, they announced her death to be kidney failure connected to an underlying cervical cancer.、Now、I'm sorry, guys. In what day and age does kidney failure cause the evacuation of a hospital and people to get degenerative bone disease? This is what I like to hear. This is ramp up that paranormal passion, buddy. You、That's、got what this. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting riled up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't add up. The county health department called in. California's Department of Health and Human Services, who put two top scientists on the case, doctors Anna Maria Sario and Kirsten Waller. Cool names. I trust them already. They use my ears, the, the wallet, and my keys to the car. <laughs> do what you have to do. You have nothing to do with this. This happened. You were three when this happened. Pass on the message. Godspeed. What? <laughs> Pass it on to them. Just let them know I'm rooting for them. Okay. You, okay. All right. This case is like I know I'm saying I'm saying all this like it's just happened. Live. This happened like in the mid '90s. It really did. It's at what? It, what year do you think it is currently? Two thousand. It's two thousand and years. All right. I don't know the specifics. Numbers are for nerds. Things you know what year it is?、Well、it's、you. the year I score the winning touchdown and make out with the cheerleader. That's what the goddamn year is. You're forty. You're forty. <laughs> Forty, balding, and you drink your own blood. <laughs> Can't walk. I don't know how you're gonna score any touchdowns. Your legs are shriveled to shit. Years two thousand. I don't know the specifics. I'm not the big numbers kind of guy. <laughs> It's perfect with sunglasses. Know, on、well. I'm more of an idea free free throw. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big picture guy. Big picture. <laughs> Department of Health and Human Services. These two top docs. They interview thirty four hospital staff. You know, for their accounts of what went on. Of course. They found some unusual links. Such as women were slightly more likely to be affected than men. For example, a disproportionate amount of the people affected hadn't eaten dinner that night. So weird little links, right? Yeah, little things like that. The conclusion they came to was that the hospital staff most likely experienced an outbreak of mass sociogenic illness, perhaps triggered by an odor. In other words. Flipped out that they were all stressed and anxious, and they convinced themselves that they were being sick. Right. When I cut onions, I cry. Whenever you cut carrots, you cry too.、And、yeah, I'm, well, garlic, I'm an emotional guy. Don't shame me for it. Yeah. But maybe these guys are maybe garlic、vegetables. makes them sad. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I'm just gonna come on and say it because I don't feel comfortable saying this. This is rude. They suggested that evidence for this theory is the fact that women were more likely to suffer severe symptoms, the hallmark signs of a mass hysteria. I trusted these guys. Yeah, what I the didn't、hell? know they were sexist assholes. Two top dogs. I'm calling them out right now. All right, paranormal nation, please dox. <laughs> 
Anna Maria Osorio and Kirsten Waller, okay? By all means, drain their Ethereum wallets. That's so not cool. Not cool. Especially for a, in a professional level. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm getting riled up again. <laughs> I, like, I just want to point out that I think what this shows more than anything is that the coroner put this down to kidney failure. Right. Top docs of the California Department of Health said that this was just a mass hysteria that caused people to get bone illnesses and vomit and have burning flesh. I think what this shows you is everyone is just clutching at straws, looking for an excuse, and they're just pen pushers, just want to write away this case. They can just move on to the next one. Oh, we, you know, whatever. All those people fell ill, but listen, no one died. Let's just move. Apart from Ramirez, she died, granted, (laughs) but let's just move on with this. A couple of people actually died in the car park as well outside. Ramirez actually came back to life pretty, pretty sure sharp and actually took out a couple more took them with her (laughs) yeah of course the staff that had necrosis in their joints and couldn't walk for months said that this was bs and actually sued the hospital but this got me thinking this is kind of interesting about the idea of like a mass sociogenic illness it it seems very rude but is it possible has it ever happened well i was researching on skeptoid.com and They were giving me some examples. So during the 1990 Gulf War, when the first Iraqi Scud missile struck... (laughs) What? Sounds like slang for a shit. (laughs) Yeah, when the first Scud missiles were striking Israel, up to 40% of nearby civilians reported symptoms consistent with a gas attack. There was no chemical warhead inside that missile. So kind of interesting. I mean, okay. it's kind of funny because we are, like, wildly speculating as to what a scud is. Yeah. And, like, this is what happened. They didn't really know, so they kind of assumed the worst and reported these symptoms. For example, in Belgium in 1999, hundreds of school children fell ill after drinking a batch of Coca-Cola. But whenever... And obviously, parents feared the worst government feared the worst but whenever they looked into it nothing was found to be wrong with the beverage all the kids had like completely fine bloods and they all i guess were fine after a while and the only thing that the researchers could put it down to was a mass sociogenic illness that all of these people had convinced themselves to be ill that's so weird though i mean the placebo effect is a very powerful thing (laughs) yeah some people believe it's all it's all mental and you can think away uh illnesses Yes. By like positive energy and positive thinking. Yes. Which is garbage, obviously. Right. It's yeah, probably um, important to clarify that, yeah. Because you know what the best medicine is? Laughter. Of course. It's no, obviously laughter. I don't think that you can think away things. I think you can laugh away things. Exactly. <laughs> I once got shanked in a park. I was close to death, so I went home and watched a Vine compilation on YouTube and laughed myself to sleep. Granted, I woke up in the hospital when my landlord found me passed out. <laughs> in an alley, it, it turns out I didn't make it to the bed. It was a soft pile of garbage. I watched it on my phone. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... This thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. But one researcher did come to a pretty interesting and convincing theory. Say if it's you now, before we get into the next paragraph. He was handsome, (laughs) tall, mysterious, hung hung like a hog. (laughs) It started with the oily sheen we heard about earlier. Okay. Someone started hypothesizing, what could this have been that Ramirez was covered in? And they started looking at her other underlying illnesses. She had cervical cancer. Right. So apparently, I didn't really know about this, but there is a um, topical substance that athletes used to use back in the day for, I think, pain relief, uh, inflammation relief called DMSO. And you would apply this to your skin and it would cause uh, sort of pain relief locally. People with all sorts of pain diseases, I guess, like arthritis, cancers, things like this, they find it very useful to apply this. Can Um, rub magic cream on their bodies and it makes them feel better? The drawback and the reason that it is not really used today is apparently <laughs> it changes the shape of your eye. What? What? So it's not really recommended. Even if you put it on like your kneecap? Apparently exposure to this chemical can change the lens of your eye, which doesn't sound good. How weird, like lizard eyes or <laughs> laser vision? It makes you see the truth. <laughs> okay, that's why they don't want us to. So, Roy, take this tub, and I want you to start using this Lathering shit it on twice your eyeballs. a day. <laughs> I'm just putting it right up my nostrils, honestly. Just try to get as close to my brain as possible. Because I've used um the like uh what's that heat stuff that you can rub on your s- fire? <laughs> yeah, I've used um fire before to kind of cleanse woos. It does some pretty weird shit to your eyes as well. Mainly yeah. burns them. <laughs> yeah, I've tried harissa, shiracha, cholula. Honestly, pretty much all the kind of pain relief topical medications, really, and they all sting like fucking hell. Um, <laughs> my dick is permanently red now. <laughs> 
<laughs> was that the point of pain? The irony is it looks like a chili. Was your dick the thing that was sore? Or it's one of those things where it's like, oh, my neck was really killing me. So to take the edge off, I put some sriracha on my balls. Forgot about that neck pain in one second because I was passed out. <laughs> so DMSO is not prescribed. It is not advised. It is ill-advised. But doesn't stop people from wanting to use it. People who have cancer, you know, they are very desperate. And I think it's very cheap and easily available. I think it has multiple kind of uses other than just pain relief. So uh, it's easy to get. And so people still do use it. This was hypothesized that maybe Ramirez had been using this. Yeah. This is interesting because, listen, quick disclaimer. I'm a paranormal investigator. Right. Not a chemist. Don't listen to a word I say. Because I read the spark notes of this case. As far as I understand, there are analogs of DM DMSO that just exposure to a tiny amount of can kill a person. Now, as why I are people rubbing this on their body? <laughs> but as it I say, sounds like a terrible these idea. These are analogs. So these are chemically completely different. <laughs> say, just very to reiterate, similar. these are athletes. They are insane. <laughs> they will do whatever it takes to be the best, even if that means dying. If, if you're trying to add to that extra two inches to your high jump. Yes, right. you're going to take deformed eyes. Yes, you're going to take the small potential payoff. of dying. It's like okay. making a deal with the devil, you know, or yeah. like monkey paw. We were like, oh, I, I wish I could, uh, uh, you know, high jump a little bit higher and win gold at the Olympics. And then you, yeah. oh, you can get that. But now you can only jump everywhere. Yeah. You yeah, can, you can't right. move, <laughs> move anymore. That's what people don't know about Mo Farah. You know, people think Mo Farah, you know, legendary British athlete that he is. They yeah. think he's he's like a, a, a hero. A wholesome. And, and, and that he, you know, he worked his whole life and he built his way up to that. Nope. No. Monkey, Monkey paw. paw. Are you kidding me? Monkey pawed the Seriously. shit out of that. He literally. That guy, I, like, I used to know him. He's a f***ing couch potato. Yeah. You hear all, me? All of them were. Literally every Olympic athlete at one point Jet. or another had a monkey paw. Yeah. That's it. I mean, everyone competing right now, their condition was, they said, I want to be an Olympic athlete. And the, the monkey paw was like, yeah, okay, we'll make that happen. But you're going to be a winter Olympic athlete. <laughs> and they're like, no! no! And no, now they're cursed. The <laughs> Just be cold for a living. It's so true. And so this particular researcher worked out that and listen, I'm not a nerd. I'm not going to get into too crazy details, but they believe that by some combination of the cocktail of drugs that Ramirez had taken, by the cocktail of drugs that was injected into her on the hospital bed, applying DMSO straight onto her skin. There's a lot of the, drugs going on the here. Electro, like electric shocks that were applied to her chest just to try and bring her back to life. That this was the chemical laboratory for creating a dangerous DMSO analog that became uh, airborne right and that poisoned the entire hospital I can get behind this because there it sounds like from the story there is a lot of drugs going on here there's a lot of chemicals a lot of chemicals and yeah that she's taken that have been injected onto her that have been rubbed on her body and then all of those being mixed together and then blasted with lightning you know what <laughs> lightning does it brings things to life we've all seen Frankenstein yeah okay? yeah it is alive you that's what he says when he pulls that mother and brings germs to the earth. That's it. You don't need to have gone to paranormal Oxbridge right. to know that lightning brings shit to life. It's common, it's common right. sense, common knowledge. <clears throat> this is very interesting. Oregon State toxicologist Frank Dost 
says that this is a really clever piece of detective work. It would seem to me that this would take a hell of a lot of DMSO, but in that stage of fighting for her life, Ramirez really might have overloaded on it. That he he's kind of saying, yeah, this could be this yeah. is a professional toxicologist saying this could be possible. However, is that you know uh, close the book on this one shut case? No, because as I found in my research, many organic chemists have uh, spoken up uh, and written about this, and they completely disagree and Damn say it. and say that this theory is chemically impossible. Uh, that just the quantities required. I mean, this takes us a little bit back to last week's episode. We were talking about the quantities of poison required to turn someone into a living zombie. Yeah. was It was completely impossible to extrapolate from rats to humans. And that's right. what these organic chemists are saying. Yes, in a lab, on paper, you could combine different chemicals to create a dangerous DMSO analog, but it would not be possible under these circumstances. The probability of it actually coming to fruition would be almost very, yeah, nil. almost impossible. Their opinion is that this cannot explain anything, and the experts involved are simply trying to tie up the case. And I hate to do this to everyone, but this is where the story lies. Damn this it! This is one of the greatest sort of modern medical mysteries we're left with all these unanswered questions and the people involved the coroner has signed off saying oh it's kidney failure the uh, the california department of health saying that everyone had a panic attack these toxicologists are saying it was dmso poisoning but no one even agrees on that did the people who were injured in the hospital actually have physical injuries that were diagnosed when they were saying, yes. like, my face is burning. I believe uh, out of the 30-something staff that were on that night, at least two-thirds experienced symptoms. Uh, a small minority of those had lasting physical injuries, such as the woman that had degeneration to her uh, knee joints and couldn't walk for uh, months. Jeez. So, and these were, the, these were the women that went on to sue the hospital. So right. there, there were a small amount of people who were permanently damaged by this. Did she get money? Did they win the case? I don't know. I could find out. Fun fact is, you know, judges are actually normal-sized humans. And the hammer is small. What? Did you know that? I thought well, they were really big, and that was a normal hammer. Let's I'm just going to pretend this. I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the stupidest thing you could think of, and then being like, what's with all the weight in her eye? Let's keep going, all right? Wow, Christ, man. Is it hot in here? <laughs> Do you know that when someone uh, looks through a uh, magnifying glass, um, it's actually an optical illusion. Their eye actually isn't really big. I thought they could actually see shit bigger because their eye got bigger. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, it was like a, yeah, me too, yeah, yeah, me too, man. Me too. That's, uh, we're fine on that it's one. It's actually then. crazy. That was like an Uber fact. I think. I think I saw that in Uber. No Fox. way. Uh, I just read something. Wondering whether it's worth breaking up. That it was um, <laughs> classified as a hoax. <laughs> In looking there, I did see the original LA Times article from 94 regarding this. Quite interesting because lo just lots of theories floating around and people bringing up even the fact that the hospital had in 1991 and 92 had had 
chemical leaks to do with chemicals used for like sterilization. So they were kind of hypothesizing there's, you know, is this something that could have just come out of an air vent at the wrong time? Or I think we're really no closer to any concrete solutions uh, or, or conclusions. So, you know, immediate thoughts. What do you think of this case? This is a weird one, you know, because it's not like someone says they got abducted or, you know, someone says they saw something or they're being haunted. It's it's people actually having their skin burnt. And I, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that. I don't know. You investigated it. Well, what's your what's your vibe? She was abducted <laughs> by Alien Grace. That seems to be your answer to a lot of questions this week. And implanted with uh you might remember from the the case i hope i don't of black helicopters oh god that was not the one we said wasn't real no okay i believe that's what you said because (laughs) you're a dumbass the black helicopters if you remember they they um reproduce in kind of nano crystals inside the blood blood supply i remember you uh, telling me this cars yeah uh and if you'll recall from the beginning of this story, one of the nurses treating Ramirez was a helicopter. <laughs> was actually unbeknownst to everyone else, was roof. a fucking helicopter in Scrubs. I swear to God. If you actually go back and uh, rewatch seasons one to four of Scrubs, a lot of the extras <laughs> in the background are actually. If you look closely, it's a helicopter. They're it, all it, helicopters. It's true. And if you remember, the nurse noticed. Um, small particles inside the the blood the syringe, sample. Yeah. yeah, don't say what you're about. Black to say. Hawk helicopter Jeez. nano diamonds from another alien planet. <laughs> you're just staring at me now with sunglasses on. I can't even tell if you're looking at me or not. It's so creepy. <laughs> I just started snoring. <laughs> <laughs> How did you fall asleep this quickly? You lost interest in yourself. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to, you know, throw that. I'm just playing devil's advocate over here because I just want to illustrate this is a paranormal podcast and there are paranormal theories behind the story of Gloria Ramirez. Right. But what is, so what is the, because we, we need a yes or a no to a question. Okay. So what is the question that you were posing for us uh, on this episode? Did Gloria Ramirez in 1994 die of paranormal causes? spread out and infected the other people in the ward via some maybe alien pathogen via some Tutankhamun-like curse. Right. Um, maybe she'd done a lot of bad shit in her life and it, it, it caused some sort of Regular chain curse. reaction. Yeah. Or is, is none of what I'm saying true and this was simply the result of some sort of rational chemical reaction that is just not yet understood. I mean, the fact that you just pointed out this hospital has had two incidents in the past involving dangerous chemical leaks. Uh-huh. Uh, that seems like something you should have brought up. <laughs> I'm a little worried that you just discovered that while we were recording the podcast. <laughs> I went deep on the abduction thing, <laughs> and then I decided to read the actual news articles. I think, as a paranormal investigator, there's not enough uh, suspicion here to imply that there is anything paranormal about this case. Does that mean I can explain it? Absolutely not. Um, but I think the answer here at the very heart of this incident is a rational one um, that exists within the realms of normal, not paranormal. Thoughts? You're a man in black. 
I fucking knew, knew it. I knew those shades suited you. <laughs> I transform into a helicopter and shoot out the window. <laughs> what you're saying makes sense. Okay. I think you're probably right here. Okay. okay. I think there is enough reasonable doubt as right. to the safety of this hospital. To, there's enough um, sort of doubt in terms of all the multifarious chemicals involved yeah. that there are maybe chain reactions happening. So I think we're just going to have to come down on a no for today. I think it's going to be a no, no paranormal a double no, things going on here. Damn. God damn, not again. Well... Uh, pretty fascinating case and pretty fascinating that it actually still eludes people to this very day as a medical mystery. Yeah, I like those, these these unsolved mysteries. So if you have any of your own hot takes in this case, you can send them right in to thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. Remember to hit us up on the socials. It's at thisparalife on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash thisparanormallife. And if you want to go... Even deeper into these cases, the yeah. show notes for every episode can be found on patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. What is Patreon, you ask? Well, that f- off we respond. Uh, that is where you can find the top secret, classified, Alex Jones level information regarding these cases for yeah. as little as $2 a month. If you want to get really crazy, you can get into bonus episodes, merchandise, and more. We officially, you know, I, I don't just throw this around here because this is we wear this as a badge of honor. Mm. We're the only Patreon that can claim we are 100% free of any interference by the one and only Edward Snowden. It's true. We have blocked him out completely out of our systems um, despite his constant bombardment um, yeah. trying to gain access. Yeah. All the other Patreon accounts have been affected. Uh, all your other favorite podcasts are probably bleeding you dry straight into Snowden's veins. Man. But um, we, we are strong. We are protected. You don't have to worry about that at all. It's true. You know, you go to, listen, you, you, you bank with, you know, HSBC, you bank with, yeah. um, you know, Barclay Card, any of these large companies. Yeah. The bank of Edward Snowden, as I call it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's insane. Can I make it's a uh, deposit people- into my checking account? Mm, how about I make it to uh, the account of um, Mr. Whistleblower over here? <laughs> Mr. Narc Anti-Patriot Dick Ling. <laughs> yeah, it's insane that people don't know that. Listen. We they, just want to open people's eyes. So what we before what Snowden we invite opens you their wallets do <laughs> is make our Patreon your checking account today. Right. <laughs> With a sound investment. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hit us up on the secret society, you can't. Secret. Good yeah. luck. Good luck finding it. Good luck finding it Good on Facebook it. at the This Paranormal Life Secret Society group. Yeah. Try try joining. Just try it. I dare Honestly, you. I, I dare you. Because we, we me and Rory have control over every single person who comes into that group. We yeah. click yes or no. Granted, we've let we've let a, we've slipped up and let a few people in. We've, a lo- we've let a few people through the gates. Yeah. A few. But you know, listen, you punk listening right now, no way. No Absolutely way. Absolutely not. Katrina from Maryland with her two kids. You're banned. Ban hammered. Boom. Get out of here. Get out of here. Try again tomorrow. But you, Ted Snowden, are welcome, buddy. <laughs> Come on in. There's always room for one more. Where's my money gone? Shit. <laughs> so I would also like to thank specifically some of our Patreon sponsors here today on the podcast. Here we are. Let's go. Thank you so much 
to Matthew Call. Matthew, you can call me any day, any goddamn second you want. I'll always be there for you. You are my friend. He lives in Zimbabwe. Yeah, I said any time. Get that through your thick skull. You could call me never. Wow. Zoe Buckton. Zoe, you are the buck of this town. And by that, I mean you are energetic. You are free-spirited like a loose raging bull murdering everyone in your in your wake. But in a great way. Zoe Buckton. We appreciate you a Buckton. <laughs> this is a great name. Great paranormal name. Lucretia Muldoon. Ooh, that is a great name. Unfortunately, Muldoon, you were not good on Jurassic Park. You were a bad security guard. You let the you let the dinosaurs loose, and I'm not sure I can forgive you for that. Fair. Uh, Thomas Fox. Thomas Fox. That guy gets it on. <laughs> if you know what I mean. This guy Fox. <laughs> this guy Fox. He really does. <laughs> Thank you to William Gunther. William Gunther. Speaking of guns, when me and old Gunthy, that's what I call him, when we were uh, in the war together, we didn't know where this was going. (laughs) Or as they called him on the enemy side, Gunt. (laughs) Gunther. Um, He was my numero uno pal when we uh, defected. Or no, the Spanish for defected. Defectido. (laughs) Morgan Hester. Morgan Hester. You are more than a friend to me, and contributing to this Patreon was the final nail in the coffin that is love. I'm in love with you. Gethin Harries. Gethin hurries to the This Paranormal Life Patreon page where he hurriedly gave us some cash. It's hard-earned cash at that, because I know what he does for a living. Feather salesman. (laughs) He works with dogs. (laughs) Sweetie taster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's Willy Wonka. <laughs> Davarin Dobrovich. Davarin was actually there when I saw my first ever ghost. Really? Yeah, That's it was really spooky. Age spooky two. <laughs> yeah. In play school. It was actually the 20th anniversary of the day I killed Davarin. <laughs> he awoke me in my slumber. Sophie Kelly. Sophie Kelly. Sophie, you are the trophy in my eye. You are the apple in my pie. Uh, I think this just became a poem. This is a so we're gonna, song. We're going to keep going. Uh, thank you, Sophie. Kenny Watt. Kenny, what up, brother? <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for donating to this Paranormal Life Patreon. Colin Williams. Colin Williams. I'm calling you out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you scratch your ass on the tube the other day. Why would you call him out for that? What a weird thing to I do saw to you have a problem with. your ass in public the other day thinking you got away with it. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so childish. I know. I love it. Joanne Bowers. Joanne Bowers. Thank you from Rory Powers. Wow, we appreciate your support immensely. People don't know, but the Powers and the Bowers clans uh, have an ancient rivalry going back to Jesus AD. Yeah. Jesus Powers. <laughs> the the, so the OG. <laughs> the original. <laughs> they both believe that God was one of their family for some reason. <laughs> the most ignorant thing you can possibly do. 
Amy Mallet. Amy, you are the mallet that hammers us into place. Thank you. Ryan Menzies. Ryan, you Menzies injuries. You really do. You Menzies injuries and you make them better. So I appreciate that. Ross Devin Principe. Ross, I actually, he was uh, there when I thought I saw Bigfoot for the first time. Ross. Really? A lot yeah. of first timers for the, from the paranormal yeah. community. Yeah, it, it, tur- it turned out to be Ross. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, unshaven. He was lost in the woods. We called him Lost Ross. <laughs> uh, you, you seen the uh, Patterson footage? Yeah. That was Ross. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. That was Lost Ross. That hoaxing bastard. And lastly, but not leastly, thank you to Stephen Corrin. Stephen Corrin, I'm calling you out too. (laughs) (laughs) We saw you scratching at the park on Thursday. (laughs) So childish and mean. What what have we got against these people? (laughs) Uh, Thank you for for donating to the uh, Patreon. So thank you so much to everyone that we've mentioned here today and everyone we are yet to mention. Your names are coming up in the coming podcasts. That's right. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week with a brand new paranormal tale. Until then, hashtag investigate. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.